When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And this is a perfect time to talk about your financial situation, what you are doing, how you are invested, your fears, your concerns, your plan for the future, how you can do a better job with your money. This is the time. This is an opportunity to get it right because before it was easy you could just throw money at whatever and it went up but that's not how investing always works or there would be no reward so that's why we're here to help you out give us a call 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 i'm don mcdonald that's tom cock we're here almost every saturday to help you out on como radio and on the internet we're going to be here every saturday for now on there's no more sports on saturday so we will be here and uh, yeah, so if you're worried because your 401k went to a 201k or the, oh, the how long have stock, you been storing the that stock, one up? The stock that you owned went from 400 to 100 or went from, was it 309 to uh, $2.25? We got all those stories. Oh, you must be talking about Tilray. Yes, I didn't look that at it on like Friday. That sounded like a Tilray though. story. Know, so up your, your, your investment went up in smoke. Uh, but at any rate, don't pay attention to those things. We're here to help you with all of it to make it uh, make it all feel better. To give you some yeah, advice. Only, only pay attention to us. Don't pay attention to all those other people. Oh, which, by the way, we're going to talk about in a little bit some of those other people. You don't want to miss this. Some of the bad advice, particularly that teachers and mm. people in healthcare professions Still. are getting. Yeah, and you know, wait, it makes me mad. Not only are they ripping teachers off, which makes me mad enough, but now these guys are ripping, and, and they're also ripping off healthcare workers, and they need all the help they can get, and it's not coming from insurance companies. But anyway, 855-935-TALK's our number. Dave has been waiting patiently for a while, so let's get to Dave. Dave, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Dave. Uh-oh. Dave. Uh-oh. Your phone's not feeling well. Oh, my phone's not feeling well. Hello. Try that again. Try it again, Dave. What? What? What do you? What's your question? Okay. The question is: uh, Is this a good time to Is this a good time to invest from the dark side of the moon? I think is what he said. <laughs> No, okay. <laughs> nah, kidding. Well, no, nah, that's, that's where he's yeah, calling no, from. No, that's, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Dave, we're going to actually probably need to get you into a better spot and have you call us back because we're getting like every yeah, just, other yeah. syllable. Yeah, kill kill what you've done there. Hang up on us because that happens a lot too. And then call us back. Not we'll, me. I, maybe you, true, but true. I don't get a lot of Well, I make a lot of cold calls, me. you know, try to get people to invest with us, that kind of things, you know. So <laughs> I'm no, used to it. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> now, that's not funny okay. because too many people in this business no, do. Don't make people Well, that, so let's talk about that because you brought it up. The teacher thing. I mean, there's another piece in the uh, in an industry magazine talking about 403Bs. That they estimate that 75% of the assets in 403Bs are in annuities. 
They have some individual stories in this article. One woman who became, who just had started as a teacher. Now, of course, she was eligible for a pension, which most teachers are. But they had this nice representative down in the lunchroom who said, oh, you should also be saving in your 403B for retirement. She filled all the paperwork out with AXA which I believe is an insurance, an insurance company. company. Yeah. And and the, it was a $30 charge to set up this wonderful annuity she went in. She thought that's all the money she was paying. She was paying over 2.5% a year for the pleasure of holding this annuity. That's outrageous. But they have other stories about some uh, another woman. Well, who, let, me, let, me, let me address oh, that one before you get to the other story. Yeah. The reason she didn't know how much she was being charged is because... There, there are a couple of reasons. One, the disclosure documents provided to clients by the insurance industry are appallingly complex, convoluted, difficult to read, and ignored by most. So that's one problem. The other problem is the insurance industry is not regulated well. It's, yeah. reg- it's regulated by states. So there's this hodgepodge of regulation. But go ahead on to the rest of the story. Well, do you want to do that or do you want to try Dave again? He's, no, we, we'll, we'll go back to Dave. Just go circled, ahead and, go ahead. circled the globe and is now back in within range. Now, I mean, the other story was about someone who was sold into an equity index annuity and 18% commission on it. So, wow. What? No, wait, 18% or no, it was an 18 year surrender. Eight, pardon me, 18 it? year surrender. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I was going to say, no, they're not, not getting 18%, 18% not commission. 18%, percent, but a lot probably. Let me make sure I got the numbers right on that uh, because I went through all this this morning. I, it, and and the a eighteen year surrender, and I think <laughs> I'm gonna be like Don now. I'll find it. Oh, here we go. Well, no, that's okay. 20, it's 20, live radio. Twenty percent surrender charge. Oh my gosh! Twenty no. percent. Yes, and she was told she was promised ten to twelve percent a year returns, which she's never gonna get. No, we know. Did that. they give the name of that company? No, they didn't. Darn it! I want to know what that company is because they go to the. Them. They go to the top of my list of horrible people okay, in the world. But let's we we always get to this point, and then we need to give you some advice if you are a teacher. I'm and here's my piece of advice: I would not meet with the insurance agent. I don't care if your no. union representatives that go talk to them. Don't do it. Number two, no. go out and set up a Roth IRA at Vanguard. And just hold the Vanguard Total World Stock Index. That's the next place to save. I think it makes way more sense than buying a horrible, expensive insurance product. And we'll try to sneak a little more of this in later on in the program, because I think this is such an important topic for those of you in these industries like healthcare and and teaching. 855-935-TALK, our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're worried about your investment portfolio in this turbulent market, you may not have the right portfolio. A long bull market makes investing seem easy. We get complacent and start believing that stock prices always go up. They don't. They can't. If the value of stocks always rose, they wouldn't be risky. And if they weren't risky, there would be little return. Markets like the ones we've experienced are the price we pay for potentially high returns. Yet, you must be able to stay properly invested during downturns. That's why it's critical you have the right portfolio for your risk profile. So, before you do something you may regret, join me for a special free online class, Retirement Investing in Turbulent Times. Reserve your place now at TalkingRealMoney.com. 
Com. I'll show you the scientific evidence from past market declines, how to determine your risk profile, and build a simple no-load portfolio based on your personal needs and fears. Sign up now at TalkingRealMoney.com. That's TalkingRealMoney.com. And if you're listening to this podcast months after the crisis, well, take a look. We probably have some other great classes you can sign up for at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Maybe that's why I like it. Give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Were you on the air talking about World War II? (laughs) That wouldn't surprise anybody, would it? No, it wouldn't. No. Yeah, yeah, we were were talking not too long ago um, about the fact that there are no sports. Yeah, it's for Tom to watch. Normally, I'd go home on a Saturday and flip something on soccer or something. But yeah, you'd watch sports, and and I said, well, I guess you're just going to have to to watch war movies. (laughs) Okay, I'll do that. We started watching (laughs) Band of Brothers again. That's such a fantastic that a series. Show. Oh, it's a fantastic show. series. So yeah. my son and I started that. Okay. Our number, 855-935-TALK. We're not going to talk about World War II because we're in the next best thing to it. We know how it comes out. Yeah. So, okay. And we don't know how this one comes no, out. No, we don't. Uh, but we do have Dave back with a better connection. We are hoping. Dave, welcome back to Talking Real Money. Hi, Dave. Hey, how's it going? Oh, good. Right? You nice. sound terrific. Orbit around okay. the moon completed. How can we help you? Okay. This is an off-the-hook question. Now, since uh, they're talking about giving everybody a, a couple stimulus checks, now would this be a good time to buy pot stocks and stop markets just going right through the roof? <laughs> <laughs> You're really going to burn your money up on that one, Dave. Uh, yeah. You know, I know we make fun of pot, because there are only really, I think, only one or two publicly traded the, pot stocks I know there of. Are, there are more, but they're okay. not big. Yeah. I, it's so, that's so speculative. No, would be the answer. I, if I yeah. had to pick one stock to buy today, I'll just say it publicly. I would buy Boeing. Boeing was no. trading at ninety four no. on Friday. This is why. This is how you make a lot of money. Watch Warren Buffett loan him fifty billion at ten percent or something. So I mean, yeah. If you had to buy one, it'd be something like that. But but I, I also said that ever... about General Electric about three years ago, and it was at thirty one. I said never go any lower than that. Now it's trading at like six. Six dollars. Yeah. So no, this it is so dangerous owning owning individual stocks. You might as well enjoy yourself uh, and and actually buy the product and go gamble. (laughs) No, never gamble stoned. Come on, that's crazy. Why not? You'd have to have more fun. (laughs) That's legal in Washington. I know, but but you can't go to casinos. I don't think anymore. I don't know how that's all working. Oh yeah. Well, can you go to the tribal casino? I don't know if they've closed down or not. I, I, I doubt you can. Don't so go there do stone with your money that you're getting from the government. That's I guess you just, ha- never mind. No. 855-935-TALK is our number, 855-935-8255. Lisa, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, Lisa. Hello. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Our pleasure. So I haven't looked, I'm a 50-year-old single female that hasn't looked at any of my portfolios and continues to dollar cost average. Yes. <laughs> so oh, I'm yes, Lisa. Decision. Good for <laughs> you. I'm calling because I'm concerned about my parents. They're both 80. They're knockwood in excellent health, and they do have a fee-only financial advisor. But they did ask me three weeks ago what, when they received a call from that advisor about selling out of their portfolio. No, I I told them to hold steady. So I wait, 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 Lisa. Did the advisor advise them to sell? Yes, that's what he just said. I I just want to clear that up. I know. Is this so like Fisher I, or somebody? 
No, no, no. I promise it isn't. I I had flashbacks to 2008 when their same advisor, who is only in ETFs and uh, mutual funds, I do review their portfolio regularly. He advised that in 08 as well. And they did they did do that. They got back into the market and were able to recover. But I remembered that from the global financial crisis. And so I've told them to hold steady. But I have to tell you, it's a little nerve wracking. Well, I think it is nerve wracking. But uh, number here's the things I would look at if with my 80 year old parents. Number one, what their stock to bond ratio is today and what their plan calls for. This is true of anybody who's invested, by the way. You should know what, you know, what, how much I'm trying to make, how much volatility I'm willing to accept, right? That's That would be the first thing I'd look at. Number two, I would look at for your parents how much they're paying the advisor for that advice, which I find rather atrocious, by the way, because- I do too. I think you're that gonna advice sell is after horrible. the market's gone down 30%. I mean, that really makes no, there's no, I can't find a rational sense for that other than they think the world's coming to an end, I guess, or yeah, something, and, but- and, and Lisa, do you recall back in 08, 09, when your parents were advised to get back in just out of abject curiosity? Yes. No, thank you for asking. I do remember. So first of all, just to be clear, I have to say that this was at the very end of February that their advisor called them. So it really was. You're only down 20 percent then or something. 15. Well, no, the very end of February in 2009 or no, no, no. She's saying this yeah. year. That she oh, this year. Yeah. I'm talking about in 08. Yeah, in 08, it was right after Lehman failed. So, and they got out in October and got okay. back in March of 2009. Wow. That, okay. Now that's good timing, but I, I would not recommend market timing, especially based on feelings or any. I mean, there, no way. <laughs> it can't I be wouldn't based do it. on anything else. There's, no, There's way. no facts upon which you can base these yeah. decisions. It sounds like this may be a technician, someone who yeah. is looking at charts at squiggly lines and making squiggly line decisions. And uh, we found, and all of the research has also found, by the way, lots of research has found that that occasionally technicians get lucky, but more often than not, they don't, out, they 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 perform very average, and uh, and then whatever the fees are, eat away at that. Well, and that's why I get back to I would want to know what the objectives of my parents' portfolio is, what their, their stock to tolerance. bond ratio, their risk tolerance. Then, if something so deviated from that plan, okay, but otherwise, absolutely not. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. You're very welcome. Yeah, Thanks. I mean, this is wow. this is part of it, it, Jason Zweig wrote a great piece this week. I mean, absolutely spot. You're going to read one of one my thing. favorite ever. Yeah, I mean, really, because what he talked about is how are you going to look back at this crisis? And when you ask people what they believed about a certain event or a certain place in time, they they missed they overestimate their confidence, their 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 success. For example, they mentioned um, very few people thought OJ was guilty until they asked him like a year, people a year later, well, did you think he was going to well, be no, guilty? No, no, oh, no. Yeah. They, they, they asked the group a, a week before the, the, the trial, and how many of you think OJ is uh, is going to be acquitted? And 48% yeah. said he'd be acquitted. Right. Then a week after the trial, it was 58%. And then said, a year. Uh, I, I, and then yeah. a year later, it was like 78%. We way overrate our uh, The same people. Confidence. Yeah, exactly. And, or, and by the way, I think I read that once about Nixon Kennedy's uh, election in 1960. If you ask people 10 years later, did you vote for Nixon or Kennedy? And it was some ridiculous number, like 68% said they voted for Kennedy. Well, only about 51 actually did vote for John Kennedy over Richard Nixon.
And we hear the same story about like 2008. I got exactly. out before it went yep. down. I got back yeah. in right before it went up. And mm. the reality is there is there's no evidence to support that. It's all anecdotal. And you can't trust our brains. Anecdotal point. abilities. And that's the point. And, and I love this. He says, <laughs> Jason says, uh, to combat hindsight bias, which is a great word, tune out economic and financial forecasters who don't share complete track records of their predictions. And, and, and then do. he says, if that leaves you with no one to listen to, well, them's the breaks. I think he's spot <laughs> on. Just, he's absolutely yeah. right. None of them give you their tr- their long-term track record where you can actually go and read it and see what they said and what actually happened. Because I believe, based on all the research that I've read, and this is actually academic stuff, that they're not doing this. They They try to be the stopped clock. They'll say something over and over again, figuring eventually... They'll be right. 855-935-TALK. and Don are talking real money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I think the word I was looking for was overconfident. We're very overconfident. Over, we, we, we all are. believe we're above average drivers. We're above average looking. We're above average lovers. I mean, it really people. And we, we really, certainly believe we're way above average in intelligence. Yeah, when, and sorry, the average is the average. <laughs> I hate to break the news only to you. half of. I know. I got to I got to tell you, only half of us. I know. Only I half of us are above average, but seventy-five percent of us are in that half. Exactly. That's well, a very maybe ninety-five. That is not social distancing either. We need to spread that out a little more. So. Yeah, we're we're pretty bad at uh, mm. knowing what we don't know. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And please remember that there will come a day when you'll look back at this, and I can almost certainly predict this. You will look back at this and you'll go, "Oh, I knew it would be over." Uh, and whenever it's over, and acknowledge the warnings of the experts so that you can look back at this. Yeah. Don't do anything right now. Basically. 855-935-TALK, and we'll help you manage this muddled mess of money. James, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, A number of friends of mine watch the markets, and we bounce stuff off of each other. Well, we've been looking at ETFs, and uh, the other day we saw the Cupid. Cuban, Mark Cuban made a significant investment in SPVR, S&P 500 ETF. Yeah, the spider, yeah. yeah so sure. if you recommend, what would be your recommendation to folks for ETFs? Like where would you consider putting your money to keep it low cost, best returns at this point? Well, VT, I would, I would still point. use V as in victory, T as in Thomas, VT. That is the Vanguard Total World <laughs> Stock Index. You can buy it as a mutual fund. With as VT Wax, you can buy it as an exchange traded fund at VT. I don't know what the difference in cost is, Don, but they're both mm. pretty inexpensive. VT is cheaper. Yeah, a little bit cheaper, but that's going to give you a, a lot more diversification than Spider, which is only, as you know, 500 stocks. The VT Wax is 8,800. Here's something 80, else. Eight, yeah, eight, and VT is 8,300. Okay, and here's something else to think about, James, about all this. It's fascinating that because this just came up in a webinar we did this week. The United States only has about 3,000 publicly traded companies that, that firms that try to look at the whole world or, or look at the United States market and try to own most of it. The rest of the globe has like six 
was it six or seven? Another thousand? six, six, yeah, sixty-five hundred. Yeah. So if you only own the spider, you're really ignoring a lot of companies now. It's been better to just be in the S&P lately, but over the longer haul, better to be international. And right now, we have to, if, if you're watching it closely, then if you are truly watching it closely, take a look at what's been going on in Asia recently. The Asian markets, while they got hit harder a few weeks ago, are recovering faster now and are starting to look dramatically better than the U.S. So you will get some non-correlation between the U.S. and international from time to time, which helps increase stability, lower volatility. Does that help, James? Yeah, it does. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for the call. Yeah, VT, again, we, that's the ETF versus mutual fund debate. And yeah. we have this debate. And, and Now, by the way, VT... the last few weeks will be interesting to go, it'll be interesting to go back and look at uh, March, for example, to see if there's been any differences in pricing when it comes to the mutual fund or the ETF. My guess is, my guess again, will be that the exchange traded fund underperforms if only for the reason that it's handled more often. As an exchange traded fund, you can trade during the day. A mutual fund trades once. So with all that trading and with all these huge swings we've had with the market, I mean, you wake up sometimes and the futures are up, the Dow futures are up 500 and then the market starts and they're down 300. And then by the end of the day, it's wherever. That has an impact on the exchange traded fund in a way that would not in a mutual fund. So that'll be something to look back at. I know you're looking at it yeah. now. so you can. I'm looking at it right now. And, you know, the funny thing is, is the number is almost exactly the same. All right. There you go. So has year to date, almost yeah. exactly the same. Interesting. Well, we're here to help you in any way we can to make sense of this market that's scaring you to death and to try to point you in the right direction, as we always try to do. 855-935-TALK is our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor's a fiduciary at talkingrealmoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Before we get past the Vanguard Wellington Fund, yeah. which is an actively managed fund. That means, means they have somebody picking stocks, you know, yeah. and picking sectors and trying to move to the part of the market that's going to do better. And they only hold how many securities? I just, I during the break, I looked them up. Vanguard Wellington has 88 stocks is all. Remember, for our clients, we hold portfolios that have about 13,000 or so. Yeah. A lot more and bonds? Only 1,000 bonds. So that's a pretty small number, too. So, Peggy, if you're still listening, and I hope you are, I thought of something you can do. It'd be this easy. Is a real, yeah, it'd be very this simple. This is so easy. Yeah. You contact Vanguard on Monday. You have them take all the money out of Wellington, and you have them put it all in the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund. Which is cheaper, more widely diversified. And if any of that money is outside of an IRA or a qualified yeah. account, you would also get a tax loss, and well, you no, take three thousand. It was it was qualified. Oh, she money. said IRA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. never mind. That part doesn't count. But let me tell you what you will get. You will get a portfolio that is substantially cheaper. The uh, Wellington Fund is 0.17 percent a year. The Vanguard Balanced Index is 0 0.07 percent wow. a year. Wow! And you will get stocks thirty-three. 100 stocks versus the, the entire U.S. market. Yeah. That's basically the entire U.S. stock market. 
and the entire U.S. bond market, 10,334 bonds. And let me tell you the other thing that's yeah, really how's interesting. It, how's it all held if up? If you had been in the Vanguard Balanced Index, your loss year-to-date would have been 18.5%, yeah. whereas with Wellington, it was 22%. Yeah, big difference there. All right, we got a lot of so people lined up. That yeah. change. Go with make that balance. change. Eight five five nine three five talk. By the way, that number is good. Twenty four hours a day, seven True. days a week. So if you have questions at other times, you can call us. Scott, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Scott. How can we help you? Hi, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a fifty five year old. I've never been involved in the stock market. Um, I recently uh, received around three grand. And my thought was with the stock market being down as low as it is, what stock would I be best investing in uh, to be able to make a decent return when the stock market bounces back? I. E. you I'm a gambler? Western, no, but i.e. I'm a, a, a West, I live in western Washington, and I know Boeing has always had – taken some big hits in the past and has always bounced back to be a major player in the stock market. Um, but my thought was is that, you know, with the travel industry also, you know, airlines taking large hits, where would I? Well, let me ask you a question. Money? And this is more of a rhetorical question, but it's a helpful question. Could Boeing go bankrupt? Could it not? Will it? But could it? Um, potentially, yes. Yes, yes. it could go there bankrupt. Go. This is why we recommend all investors own mutual funds or exchange-traded funds that hold thousands of stocks. Because the expected return, by the way, of Boeing is about what the experts are going to tell you what you would make by owning large-cap stocks. That's the expected return. But the risk you're taking to make that is off the charts because it might go out of business. So if I had $3,000 and I wasn't going to touch it for a long time because you're 55, I would own the VT Wax, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, put it in there. You're owning 8,000 or so securities, widely diversified, and you don't got to worry about what's going to happen to the airlines. Plus, Boeing has a lot of company. You'll have Boeing and all of its friends. They'll all be there. Delta will be there. They'll have a big airline party along exactly. with the utilities and the banks and the oil companies and the tech stocks. They'll, they'll have a great time together. So, yeah, I would do VT Wax. It's risky enough. Yeah. It's plenty risky. Sure. But not you cannot lose all of your money in that unless the planet blows up. And I'm pretty sure you won't care then. Matt, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Matt. How can we help you? Good day, sirs. It's kind of a follow-up to Scott's question. If you were just going to predict, uh, and I know you guys are fun guys, but uh, if you were going to predict, or not that fun, well, oh, fun, the guys, fun. I was thinking fun. What's our prediction on Boeing stock? Is that what you're asking? Not done yet. Oh, sorry. Yes. Let him ask his question. Well, I'm a guy who grew up in Western Washington and also happened to have a. 747 captain for a dad. So I'm a Boeing fan. And uh, I have a small ally um, account that I do some trading with. I wouldn't call myself a day trader by any means because I have a real job. But I am wondering, so you mentioned bankruptcy with Boeing. Obviously, it's always a possibility. But uh, this coronavirus is such a different beast from everything we've experienced in our lives um 
What's your guys' feeling on Boeing? Mm, Matt, just, Matt, you know, Matt, Matt. Hey, if we had a nickel for every time somebody told us it's different this time, we would have retired a long time because they told us this. Anyway, we'll go through that. But, oh, yeah, Don, but, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. Okay. One, let's just look at it logically. Not at one. We can't predict. We don't predict. We can't. It's just, it's just guessing. But let's look at it this way. Boeing was in trouble before coronavirus. Yeah, they had their issues. And they still have those issues. Those issues have not gone away. And those issues were big enough in and of themselves that they had Boeing on the brink. The other thing is, Matt, I did not know in advance that GM would go bankrupt. I did not know in advance that Enron would go bankrupt. We did not know in advance that Washington Mutual would go. They don't ring a bell and say, oh, hey, by the way. Boeing's about to go under. Not, I'm not quite, saying the, they quite will. the opposite. I mean, I interviewed a guy named Kerry Killinger at Washington Mutual not long before they did go under, and he told me they had things figured out. So, no, they, they're going to tell you. Yeah, Jim ever. Kramer was saying, Lehman Brothers is going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be. We have the quote. No, do not own individual stocks. Own a basket of stocks. That eliminates the risk of default. Right. We got so time for a minute. hundred percent loss. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Patty, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, I have a question kind of unrelated to the coronavirus situation. Good. Um, <laughs> we, we, we are about two years out of retirement here and um, fairly well diversified. We have rental properties and um, a nice portfolio. Um, plan to live on our Social Security, RMDs and rental income. Now, Years ago, my sister, who's a stockbroker in 2002, sold me one of those wonderful life insurance annuities. Wait a minute. Is she still your sister or do you disown her? (laughs) Well, I know. I think I was just young enough not to know better. Um, She still swears by this thing. But, you know, I don't need the life insurance um, at this point. I'm I'm sitting here on, you know, almost a couple million dollars of life insurance. I don't need it. So, you know, we went to our Fidelity representative and said, hey, you know, when we look at how much money we need in the... For our monthly income, you know, we'd like to see about, you know, $5,000 more in, um, we have this gap. And he suggested mm-hmm. another type, of, a simple life annuity to put, transfer the money from this. No, into that. no. Is, is he related to your sister? No, I'm you just, just asking, get out of or the, he should be. You just I get mean, out of the stupid annuity. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's no well, reason. Yeah, that. well, that's, I. you know, listening to you guys, that's my thing is, how do you fill that gap? What do you recommend to fill an income? Well, how gap much like is the annuity worth? How much money is in that annuity? Uh, about seven hundred thousand. Oh, yeah. you made your sister your sister very made a yeah. heck of a commission. You can fill that gap with that. All yeah. you need to do is invest that properly based on your risk tolerance in a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds and then take regular distributions from that, which will be way above $5,000. We don't have the time to crunch the numbers, but I'm telling you, 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 you need a better advisor. You need somebody who can really take care of your life and not sell you stuff. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
And Patty, if you're still listening, one of the ways you can find a list of the some of the advisors that we think have the potential to be really good fiduciaries and don't take commissions. Fidelity does get commissions, by the way. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com and hit click on the guy with the help sign or find advisors. And we have a list of a few in the Seattle area, and they, they'll work anywhere in the country. And I'm sure there are many more. Um, by the way, if you want to know what your risk tolerance really is in a down market, go take our risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com and attend the class I'm doing April 1st. Just sign up now at TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. You know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? The preceding program was paid for by the advertiser and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Como Management and staff.